this is Triple H one hundred point one FM. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart and it's really good to be with you again on this beautiful winter afternoon. Now the idea of the programme, Rotary Matters, is to put the spotlight and onto some of the many worthy causes, the projects and the people who make up Rotary. Today we're going to be learning about an important webinar coming up in a few days' time. It's the final one in a series of webinars facilitated by, by Jeremy Wright AM. Um, these webinars have been held quarterly for the past three years, all under the broad heading of Climate and Peace. Now, peacekeeping is a major focus for Rotary, as is concern and action to pr protect the environment. No surprise, therefore, that these ongoing causes underpin the theme of the webinars, Climate and Peace. For a bit of background on the whole project, I had the great pleasure of speaking a few days ago by Zoom with Jeremy Wright. So today on Rotary Matters, it's a great pleasure to have with us uh, no stranger to this programme, Mr Jeremy Wright. Jeremy, um, for a number of years now, has been convening a series of webinars under the broad heading of Climate and Peace. He's got one coming up very, very soon around the topic of Building for Tomorrow, Collaborating Across Generations, the next wave of climate activism and opportunity. Jeremy, good day to you. Hello, Ian. Thank you very much for having me on your programme. That's great. So give us an idea of the some of the themes that you've addressed up to now um, in your series of Climate and Peace webinars. Ian, yes, we've, we've been doing these webinars. They're free webinars available to everybody. And we've been doing them once a quarter for the last three years. And we've dealt with... Uh, you know, initially the, the science of climate change, and then we've gone into uh, renewables, we've gone into um, cleaning up waste, we've gone into trying to reduce plastic uh, plastic waste, for instance, um, and we're now talking about um, how we can uh, address climate change really strongly for the future generations, and, and what, what are the new initiatives that are coming through? The new initiatives like like uh, whole new energy systems, the, the whole hydrogen discussion, um, the whole discussion about electric vehicles, all those areas that are brand new sort of and, and linked with climate that have only been sort of in our face for the last two or three years. I mentioned at the beginning that uh, you're with Rotary. Jeremy, how, do any, any, how does any of this tie in with Rotary's main areas of focus? Well, Rotary's been a community, a worldwide community service for some time and concentrates on on health and education uh, and, and welfare. But about five years ago, it started looking at the environment and realising that the environment is really crucial to uh, support uh, for a better world, for a better planet. So it took it on as a, a major area of focus two years ago, put some money behind it, and now Rotarians around the world are much more focused uh, on doing what we can to help the environment. But we want to reach out to non-Rotarians uh, and uh, have, have them involved as well in our environmental activities. So this webinar is open to everybody? Yes, absolutely, and free. And it's coming up on 6th of June? Yeah, 6th of June. It's a 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, and it goes for about an hour and a quarter. We've got three speakers and then a Q&A at the end. 
Um, and this is the last of 12 webinars that we've been running over three years. Uh, we think we've done the job of, I guess, um, uh, educating and, and advocating for sort of action on climate change through our rotary and our non-rotary connections. Uh, we do reach out to people not involved in rotary um, and uh, we work with all all people in the community on this on this matter. So let's talk about the content of the webinar, Jeremy. Your presenters, who are they this time? We've got three terrific presenters, and, and I'm very proud of the presenters we've had in the past. And they're all up on the website, which is a, a, a climate and peace website. If if it uh, if your listeners would like to Google this this time around on June sixth. We've got Anna Rose, who's been um, a, a climate advocate and activist for about 20 years, and and she's been fantastic. She's been to a lot of the the, the um, environment conferences, the climate conferences around the world, and she just is immensely knowledgeable about uh, both the climate and and how. Uh, activism and advocacy should go from now to do the best for the world. Um, Tim Washington, he's a young entrepreneur. Uh, he's the chief executive of Jet Charge, which is one of the new EV charging companies, electric electric vehicle charging companies. And he represents the, a new group of entrepreneurs who are trying to uh, you know, make a good living and starting new ventures surrounding renewable energy, uh, electric vehicles, hydrogen, uh, a whole new area of enterprise. And then Sophie Scamp, Sophie Scamp MP, um, she's the member for McKellar and she's one of the uh, new independent members in Parliament and she's going to tell us about where, the where she thinks the politics are going. I don't think she's going to go to sort of um, be political in what she says. I think what we're asking her to do is to tell us sort of where the politics are going generally and, and what we can expect um, in the next couple of years from uh, government activity to uh, try and uh, increase renewables and, and reduce um, you know, our carbon footprint in Australia. So you've got three experts there. You're facilitating this, Jeremy. You're chairing the webinar. Yes, um, I'm chairing it with a colleague of mine, a young colleague of mine who's who's also um, uh, an entrepreneur, um, because we are talking about sort of uh, new ideas and and uh, new ventures. People tuning in, will they be able to ask any questions at all? Or Indeed, uh, Ian, we have a, a, a Q and A process where we accept questions beforehand and during the three presentations, and then we have a Q&A where we try and get through the questions. And normally we get through quite a few of the questions um, uh, because there, there's some common themes that come through. But the audience, um, anyone who's joining in for free, um, can ask questions during the, the presentations. So this comes on on a Tuesday evening. A number of Rotary Clubs have their meetings on a Tuesday evening. Is, is there a suggestion <laughs> that they might combine? Uh, watching the webinar and their own meeting? <laughs> in two ways. Um, number one, if they want to tune in for their Rotary Club meeting, they're most welcome, obviously, if they've got a, a sort of a, some hybrid setup. But the webinars are recorded. So 
I know that some uh, Rotary clubs um, actually come back to the, the website uh, the next week or the week after, and they take the recording. Uh, it usually takes a week and a half to, to put the recording together. They take the recording and use parts of the recording for their Rotary meetings uh, you know, the week after or the week after. And, and uh, we're going to keep the website live for um, some time because we've got recordings back three years with 35 superb speakers, we think, um, from Australia and overseas on the website as a, a reference. That'll be an interesting um, historical document and possibly in years to come, students will look back and play those and say, look what they were saying in 2021. Um, as you say, this is the last in the series, the 12th in your, in your series. Um, personal congratulations to you for seizing the initiative at the very beginning. Um, these things take a lot of work and planning and um, you've always come up trumps with a good uh, selection of speakers. So recently on Zoom. But um, what will make you happy, Jeremy, at the end of the webinar or after it's all over? What will, you, what will be your yardstick in saying, look, I did a darn good job? Ian, look, uh, comments like yours, but uh, also comments where we hear people going out and taking initiatives. Um, there's a, a, an amazing um, Rotarian in Campbelltown, Alexis Bowen, and she was a speaker on our webinar about um, three sessions ago. She's, she's initiated a whole recycling business called a bin chicken uh, out at Campbelltown. She works with the, the council. Um, she recycles sort of substantially more um, than I think I my my recycling in my suburb, um, and she she gets uh, items to sell that are um, reusable or can be repurposed. Um, but she's just taken the initiative to deal deal with waste in the new sort of circular economy concept where. You know, we shouldn't be wasting uh, nature. Nature doesn't have waste. And uh, she's sort of taken the initiative that maybe humans don't have to have waste either. So I'd be satisfied if there were more bin chickens, bin chicken type organisations around in the rotary circles or around Australia where we're taking initiatives that, that help. There's another guy who's putting solar panels on remote schools in Fiji, a friend of ours from Coromel Rotary. And that not only saves diesel petrol and the fumes, but it also saves a lot of money for the Fijian schools to reinvest on educational equipment for the students, things like that. If they sprouted up here, there and everywhere, that would give me enormous satisfaction. Do those solar panels come uh, to Fiji from Australia? Are they... Uh, I, I believe so, uh, although a lot of our solar panels come from China, uh -huh. uh, so they might come through Australian contractors. Right. Uh, but I think he, he also employs Fijian contractors to do that. Um, but the whole, the whole exercise is, is supporting Fijian economy, a bit of Australian economy, but importantly, supporting these remote schools and giving them a new lease of life with their renewable energy systems. Is there a Rotary Club in Fiji that um, collaborates with Rob Edward to make sure that they absolutely. are installed and looked after? Ian, absolutely. I believe he, he's in, in touch on a regular basis with the Rotary Club of Suva in Fiji. 
and uh, coordinates with them um, very much and coordinates with the government too. Uh, I think there are 250 schools that he's targeting and I think so far he's uh, put panels and batteries into about 23 or 24 of them. So listeners, that's two very good examples of Rotarians um, putting into practice some of the values, not only of Rotary, but of the um, aspiration to uh, make improvements to the whole field of climate, peace, renewable uh, energy sources. Uh, Jeremy, it's um, six o'clock on, sorry, six o'clock start on Tuesday the 6th of June. Yes, That's yes. Right. Um, so listeners, if you want to join in and hear more from Jeremy and from his presenters, Anna Rose, Dr. Sophie Scamps, MP, and Tim Washington, you simply click on www.climateandpeace.com.au. And if you've got questions that you'd like the panel to think about, you can submit those ahead of time. And there's a good chance that they'll be considered by the panel uh, on the webinar. Um, so, Jeremy, I can't let you go without asking you a little bit about the bees. Um, listeners, Jeremy <laughs> is, is, is a past district governor. He's a very, very busy Rotarian, a very intelligent man, as you can hear, um, a leader and a forward thinker. But he has this passion for bees. Um, Jeremy, quickly, what's bees all about? Oh, bees are all about pollinating for our food and our flowers and our gardens. And uh, I believe every... One in every three mouthfuls of food depends on our pollinators to make sure they get to uh, our, our, our um, dinner tables. So bees are really important, but bees are just a wonderful uh, little creature, uh, and they work so well. Um, by the way, um, you know, beehives are a most successful female autocracy with the queen bees and the worker bees being female and 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 the drones you know being there to fertilize the queens but they're a very successful uh you know female autocracy that has worked for hundreds of thousands of years and i'm i'm, I'm just in awe of them and fascinated by the way they work so well produce honey and pollinate our flowers so there's you know they're doing so many good things and they're in danger yeah, they're in danger from pesticides wow. uh, substantially. Uh, the pesticides we use, even um, um, uh, the pesticides we use in our um, uh, gardens, uh, can 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 uh, uh, really harm bees' ability to pollinate and and kill them. So not only pesticides, but the environment is is a challenge for them. The changing environment in in many countries and in australia we've just got this uh, outbreak of varroa mite which i hope will be contained around central coast and newcastle and we're all all our all us beekeepers are, are hoping that um, that will be contained um, because it's another disease that um, you know has come from overseas and and uh, will uh, reduce the uh, the, the potential for you know pollinating all our crops and foods and, and flowers. And so what could our listeners do? Not use the pesticides, Jeremy? Oh, please, please don't use pesticides uh, on your flowers and gardens. Um, please uh, propagate um, gardens and flowers, especially flowers with uh, blue and purple and white and yellow colours, because bees love those colours. 
um, uh, take on take on native bee hives if if you want the native bees. We have two thousand species of native bees in Australia, and some councils, Kringai Council, I believe, is also uh, has been previously offering native bee hives for people to to uh, inquire about. I'm not sure of those details, but maybe inquiries could be made. Um, um, you can you can easily house native bees in small gardens, but propagate gardens and uh, with with um, pollinating friendly flowers. That's that's a, a, a great contribution to bees and their health. And, and so, where do you recommend people have a look, Jeremy? Is there a website or somewhere you could refer them to to learn more about bees, to learn more about how best to um, maintain a beehive or how best to prevent um, the, the uh, destruction of, of bees? Yeah, look, um, uh, the, um, the, the, the dangers to bees and, and all the, the problems uh, with the varamite and so on, that's well represented on the Department <laughs> of Primary Industry New South Wales website. The Wean Bee Association, W-H-W-E-N, Wean Bee Association has a good website to, to go to. Amateur Beekeepers Association. Uh, there are web. They've they've got um, sub branches all around Sydney, uh, CB, uh, Sydney um, suburban areas, and they provide a lot of information about uh, bees. And they also support amateur beekeepers in the suburbs. The Amateur Beekeeper Association, um, and uh, those those are the good ones to go to. Um, there's if you look up. Honey supplies, honey supplies or bee supplies. You also get <clears throat> lots of information through the the people who supply equipment to um, amateur beekeepers. Um, there's a terrific um, Hornsby beekeeping supply uh, store in Hornsby and in Henthurst, I believe, and they've got a good website and they provide a lot of information about beekeeping as well. So. There's local websites and local um, retailers where people can start who, who want to get involved in beekeeping. That's mainly the honey beekeeping area. Uh, if you look at native bees of Australia, I'm sure that will throw up some really informative websites also. Jeremy, that's fantastic. And listen, to some terrific resources Jeremy's just listed there. Uh, if you'd like to get into beekeeping and understand the process, the benefits, but also the, the risks that the that bees face at the moment and what you can do about it. So, Jeremy Wright, on behalf of Rotary Matters, thank you again uh, for taking that question without notice about bees. But very importantly, um, very good wishes for your webinar coming up on the 6th of June. We look forward to hearing um, how we can build uh, for tomorrow, collaborating across generations with uh, Anna Rose, Dr. Sophie Scamps and Tim Washington and with you. Uh, sitting and um, moderating the whole thing. Jeremy, thank you. Ian, thank you. And, and I, I can't, can't thank you enough for the support you've given the, the webinars over, over a number of years. Ian, I appreciate it very much. And thank you.